interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. I just got redirected to Nope. Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and yes, it is time for yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. It is time to kick off that weekend. It is um, getting cold out, but that's a better reason to just stay inside, kick back and relax, and let's see what's going on over at lowbiasgaming.net, shall we? Uh, there are two new episodes of Final Fantasy VII by Jason, as well as two new episodes, four new episodes, sorry, of Little King's Story. That series is getting close to the end, so we should see some interesting things going on that. Uh, Scarlet brings us five new episodes of Blood, as well as two new Let's Plays on the site. Fallout 4, we got four episodes there, and Resident Evil Gaiden, two new episodes on that side. We also have a new poll of the week, which hasn't happened for a couple of months. Uh, when you visit the site, what content are you here for? Do you like the Let's Plays? Do you like the podcast? Do you like the soundtracks or something else? Make your voice heard over at lowbiasgaming.net. There's also a new soundtrack for Metroid Fusion. Uh, no new episode of Mystery Science Theater on the site. We figure there are several new episodes on Netflix available now. So go watch some of those. Do your Turkey Day Marathon, even if it's a little late. And uh, we'll get back to that soon. Also, you might not see a whole lot from Scarlet right now. There's a reason for that. He is a parent. And I don't mean he's obvious. I mean he has a child. And it's his own child, he didn't steal the <laughs> Jason already made that joke. I know he did, but maybe you didn't hear it, so... No one can prove anything. Yes, uh, so Scarlet is the second low-bias parent. Um, who's going to be the third? I have honestly no idea. It's probably not going to be me. Um, so yeah, that's all I gotta say to start off the show. It is time to get to a little bit of video game music here on Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Let's get to it!
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by the legendary Koji Kondo and is the title theme for today's game from the archives. Ganondorf, the evil king of thieves, is on the move, threatening the peaceful land of Hyrule. He is determined to seal his way into the legendary sacred realm in hopes of harnessing the power of the mythical Triforce. As the the young hero Link, it is your destiny to thwart Ganondorf's evil schemes. Navi, your garden fairy, will guide you as you venture through the many regions of Hyrule, from the volcanic caves of Death Mountain to the treacherous waters of Zora's Domain. Before you complete this epic quest, you'll delve into dungeons, collect gre- uh, grepins? weapons of great power, and learn the spells you need to conquer the most irresistible force of all time. Yes, this is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, an adventure game for the GameCube developed and published by Nintendo and released in 1998. That's 20 years, wow. Um, yeah, so, uh, pretty much a classic game of the, um, Zelda series. I am a bit annoyed at the fact that, uh, back in the day some people would call Majora's Mask Zelda 2 because this is Zelda 1. This isn't Zelda 2, this is like Zelda... (laughs) Well, with, with the, um, with the Zelda timeline, who really knows what number Zelda this is. In any case, it's available on NoBiasGaming.net. 38 episodes brought to you by Scarlet and uh, with a little bit of co-commentary by Jade Farrow. Check it out.
That was Goodbye Cassini by Breeze Squad. And you are listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. You're home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And uh, as always, it is now time for the news of the weird. Uh, so yeah, as I've mentioned previously, I am looking for something similar to News of the Weird, but not News of the Weird itself in the same sort of digest format. However, if you know of any such thing, please let me know over on Twitter at SquareSim, S-Y-M. Also, I do not read these stories ahead of time, and some of these may not jive well with all audiences. This segment is usually about 12 to 14 minutes long, so take that as you will. I did read the first bit of the first story, and it's kind of silly, but that's all I've read up front. Our lead story? Wait, what? Akihiko Kondo, 35, another Kondo on the show. Who'd have thunk it? And this one has to do with some music as well. You'll see why. Akihiko Kondo, 35, of Tokyo, spent $18,000 on a November 4th wedding to marry the love of his, li- the love of his life... <clears throat> Hatsune Miku. Yes, a computer-generated hologram with big eyes and long turquoise hair. Kondo told uh, told Reuters he found Hatsune Miku, who has thousands of fans around the world, singing on the internet. The wedding ceremony included traditions such as the exchange of rings, hers was placed on the finger of a stuffed doll created in her image, and friends and relatives in attendance, although Kondo's parents did not attend. I believe the shape of happiness and love is different for each person, Kondo said. Well, he's not the first person to marry a fictional character. He surely won't be the last. It just seems to happen more often than not in Japan. Christmas comes early, ladies and gentlemen. A Bank of America ATM in Houston. Well, you do you. I don't keep doing that. That's fine. A Bank of America ATM in Houston was the scene of a uh, near riot on November 25th when it began dispensing $100 bills instead of 10s, reported Click to Houston. I've never seen an ATM give out $10 bills. Yeah, or really hundreds anyway. Beside, beside the point. After the first lucky driver posted his score on social media, a crowd showed up and stood in line with a few fights and arguments breaking out about uh, over about two hours until police were summoned and the free money was shut down. Bank of America released a statement the next day that would have galled Ebenezer Scrooge. Customers will be able to keep the money dispensed. Turns out the blame lay with a vendor who incorrectly loaded $100 bills into the $10 slot. There is no report of how much money was withdrawn. Apparently this was reported on the 26th, so basically Cyber Monday. The Monday after Black Friday. The fighting never ends, does it? That's capitalism for you. Least competent... This political discourse, let's move on. Least competent criminals. There are one, two, two of these. 
Richard Robert Langley, 46, of Kansas City, Missouri, was working part-time for the Platte Woods Police Department in October when he decided to take part in the department's drug take-back program. Except, according to court documents, Langley wasn't disposing of drugs, he was helping himself to pills that had been collected in Lake Wacomus. And to make matters worse, the Kansas City Star reported his own body camera captured evidence enabling prosecutors to charge him with felony theft of a controlled substance. Langley is scheduled to appear in court on December 10th. You'd think the whole body camera thing would kind of set off something in your mind of maybe you shouldn't do this. I mean, you shouldn't anyway. But you're being monitored. Plus, your police officer. Let's let's not proliferate the whole, you know, police uh, corrupt police officer thing. That that's my reaction. Our second least confident criminal, Wesley Glenn Boast, 27, of Birmingham, Alabama made quite the impression when he, when he fell through the ceiling of a Waffle House in Tuscambia on November 4th, not least because he wasn't wearing pants. Boast apparently uh, went into the restaurant's ba uh, bathroom and used his pants to tie the door shut. Then, said Tuscambia Police De Detective Sergeant Wes Holland, climbed into the ceiling with the intent yeah, of robbing the office. WHNT News reported that video of the incident shows Boast shoving other restaurant patrons on his way to the door, which was being held shut by people outside, before hitting the door with his shoulder and falling to the floor. Finally, he managed to flee without his trousers, which held his driver's license. Yep, that pretty much says it all, doesn't it? How about some compelling explanations? Well, I have one for you right here. It happens all the time. A vehicle crashes into a building, causing damage and sometimes injury because brakes don't function or a driver steps on the wrong pedal. In the case of Keith Rio Cavalier, 28, however, there was more to the story. WLOX reported that Cavalier drove his 1997 Toyota Tacoma into a glass wall at the Harrison County Courthouse in Gulfport, Mississippi on November 10th at around 6 a.m. The building was empty, so there are no injuries, and Cavalier can, clear, uh, can be clearly seen on surveillance video climbing out of the truck and leaving the scene. When police caught up to him, Cavalier told, uh, Cavalier told them that he intentionally struck the building in order to report drug paraphernalia had been stolen from him. It will come as no surprise that Cavalier was found to have been driving under the influence and arrested. He was held at the county jail on $25,000 bond. And yet he maintains a Cavalier attitude through the entire ordeal. That last part was added by myself. Picky Picky, a referee in a women's Super League soccer match, in Manchester uh, City, England, stayed cool at the start of the televised game on October 26th when he realized he'd forgotten his coin for the kickoff coin toss. Thinking quickly, David McNamara had the captains of the Manchester City and Reading teams play rock-paper-scissors instead. 
but the Football Association, soccer's governing body in England, was unamused. And on November 26, McNamara began a 21-day suspension after accepting a charge of, quote, not acting in the best interests of the game, according to the BBC. An FA a refereeing manager said, he should have been more prepared. It's very unprofessional. 21 days? What? It, he had the game's best interests in mind. Like, he really did. He wanted the game to move on and not have to delay it for two or three minutes while he gets a coin. I think rock, paper, scissors is a fair trade-off. Oh well. Um, people take football very seriously in Europe. That's all I can really say about that. What is fame? Going from uh, European football to baseball, actually. Former Toronto Blue Jays star Jose Batista has another honor to add to his resume thanks to entomologist Bob Anderson of the Canadian Museum of Nature. On November 22nd, yes, 22nd, reported the Associated Press, Anderson... Uh, named a newly discovered species of beetle after the star third baseman and right fielder. Cicaderas ba Batistae is a small black weevil found in the Dominican Republic, where Batista hails from. I thought, what a great way to recognize Batista's contributions to the Blue Jays baseball and to Canadian baseball really as a whole, said Anderson. The scientist has named about 120 weevils over his career. Well, that's pretty nifty. Um, not, not really sure about Canadian baseball as a whole, because there's really just the Blue Jays. There really should be more Canadian baseball teams, but, yeah, what are you gonna do? Our next two stories are under the title of, wait for it, AWESOME! You knew it was coming, you really did. Catherine Lee Meta, 26, of Arlington, Texas, accepted a gig to photograph a wedding at the Springs event venue in Weatherford on November 24th. But she became the star of the show when wedding guests discovered her having sex with another guest in a room at the venue, according to WSRZ Radio. A security guard summoned Parker County Sheriff's deputies, who found Meta yelling by a fountain on the property, according to their report. She then walked to a tree and urinated. Okay. While she waited in the back of the patrol car, Maida screamed, Y'all families be dead by Christmas. Y'all da y'all's daughters are dead. My dad is gonna find out about this and y'all are dead. D-E-A-D. -E I, I mean, I had to do the accent. It was pretty much in the text. At the jail, officers found a bottle of anxiety pills, which they believe she mixed with alcohol, causing her erratic behavior. She faces charges of public intoxication and obstruction slash retaliation. That was one busy wedding, at least. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, all good things must come to an end, which is not the case with these stories, it would seem. And so, however, it seems for Robert Craig Davis, 70, of Key Largo, Florida. Drivers in South Florida had reported a, seeing a Chrysler Pacifica minivan rigged with a clever device that lowered a black cloth over its license plate each time it, dro it drove through an automated toll plaza. 
But on November 17th, according to FLKeysNews.com, an off-duty Florida Highway Patrolman spotted the vehicle as it passed through the Bird Road toll plaza and he alerted his fellow troopers. Sergeant Carlos Vanegas soon stopped Davis, according to the arrest report, and found a remote control device used to operate the license plate cover. The actions of the defendant showed an ongoing course of conduct with intent to defraud the SunPass toll system, Trooper Dennis Gallo wrote in his report. Davis was charged with organized fraud and petty theft. Organized fraud, wow, that's quite the charge. What kind of toll system is based on license plates? Like, I don't know. It's, it's... It's Florida, that's all I can really say. Florida man strikes again. And our final story for today's News of the Weird goes to Crime Report because we haven't had enough crime in these news reports today. Suspected car prowler, I, car prowler? Okay, Isaiah John G Galatly, Gelatly, Gelatly. 31 of Vancouver, Washington, was going about his business late on November 19th when Happy Valley police were called, according to Fox 12 News. Res responding officers found Galatly, or Gelatly, whatever, lying fully reclined in the driver's seat of a Honda Accord matching the suspect vehicle's description. Suddenly, Galatly uh, sat up and sped away, leading to a pursuit and the use of, sp of spike strips. As his ability to control the car decreased, police said, Galatly opened his door to flee but forgot to put the Honda in park so it rolled alongside him as he ran. Eventually he tried to run in front of it as the car hit a tree, a building, and Galatly breaking one of his legs. Suspected stolen items found in the car included a tennis racket, a ping pong paddle, and a test Texas Instruments calculator begging the question, was it worth a broken leg? I don't know, for the TI calculator, have you priced those lately? Holy moly. Well, um, so yeah, that is the news of the weird for today. Let us move on to the weather, and you might think it's cold here. At least you're not in Eureka, Nunavut. It is minus 39 over there. Um, over here, however, it is currently sitting at around zero degrees and cloudy. Uh, looking at a 30% chance of flurries this evening, wind northwest 20 kilometers an hour gusting to 40, becoming light this evening, with a low of minus three. Saturday, December 1st, a mix of sun and cloud and high of plus two, going down to a low of minus five at night and a, a few clouds. Periods of rain will grace us on Sunday, December 2nd, with a high of 4, uh, going to a low of plus 5. Low, low higher than the high? Hmm. Happens sometimes. It is the Maritimes, after all. Uh, so yes, rain and plus 5 at night on December 2nd. Monday, December 3rd, a 30% chance of showers and a high of plus 11, going down to a low of uh, plus 4 and cloudy at night. Tuesday, December 4th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of plus 3, going down to a low of minus 6 and cloudy periods at night. Two, uh, Wednesday, December 5th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 0, going down to a low of minus 3 and 6% chance of flurries at night. And that chance of flurries will persist on Thursday, December 6th, where we will see a high of 0 degrees. 
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. was Midnight Stroll by Dr. Quacks, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. (laughs) 
And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. I'm cool here if you don't know. And it is time for gaming next month. Yes, it is time. It is the last Friday of the month. In fact, the last day of the month. And so we're going to be looking at the releases uh, in video games for December of 2018. And it is a surprisingly short list. Uh, for being the holiday season, I would have thought, you know, huge list with huge titles. I mean, I'm seeing at least one huge title on the list, but um, there are only six here. There are only six titles coming out in December, at least as far as what is listed over on Game Informer. So I guess let's just go right on to it. Starting with Just Cause for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC coming out on December 4th. Uh, also on that same day, Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight, and Persona 5, Dancing in Starlight will be coming out uh, for the PS4 and Vita. The big title that I was talking about is the one coming out on the Switch on December 7th. That is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is going to be hitting store shelves on the 7th. Uh, December 11th, we are seeing Earth Defense Force 5 for the PS4. And finally, on December 12th, Insurgency Sandstorm uh, for the PC. And that's all that's listed. I don't know if it's because some part of the list got cut off or something, but that's, that's what we got here. Um, I'm assuming that there is more to this list, and for some reason it just got cut off, and I'm just not seeing it. Because having such a short list for December is silly. But you know what we're going to do since this was so short? Let's take a look. Let's take a preview into 2019 as it stands so far. January is going to bring us a couple of Mario games. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story and New Super, Mario's, uh, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. As well as Resident Evil 2 Remake there in Kingdom Hearts 3. February, we're going to see Dead or Alive 6, as well as uh, games like Left Alive, God Eater 3, Ace Combat 7. Uh, March, looking at Devil May Cry 5, Total War 3 Kingdoms, The Division 2. Uh, April, we got Day is Gone. May, we got Team Sonic Racing. And we got a Shenmue game in August. Uh, and without any confirmed dates, we have several Final Fantasy games hitting the Xbox One and Switch as well as uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. We got a new Pokemon game coming for the Switch as well. Uh, Skull and Bones, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. That is all coming out in 2019. We're going to get more into detail as those following months come along. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Nicola Whalen with Harmonic Hips. Uh, no, that wasn't. That was Zynon with Electro Days. I was looking at the wrong place in my playlist. Apologies. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And ladies and gentlemen and people of all gender identities, I have found a thing. Yes, I've found a thing that will share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call I Found a Thing. Most original name in the world. Um, And for this thing, we're actually going to be going back to the cutting room floor, which you may remember I've discussed in a previous episode, uh, tcrf.net, a lot of neat stuff there. I was going to talk about a couple of games that I now have the opportunity to play, but between a combination of um, my computer, my new computer's taking a little too long to set up, and me kind of getting um, sucked into one of the games that I was going to review, um, unfortunately that is not ready for today. So, instead we're going to be looking at things that kind of break the matrix. Um, by the way, before I go to that, did you know that games included with uh, Windows Vista and 7 actually have support for Xbox 360 controllers? And that the Intellivision port of Centipede has a hidden message with a terrible pun. Things to consider. Uh, what I particularly want to take a look at, however, is, um, debug menus. There are a lot of games with hidden debug menus. Sometimes they're hidden with a uh, key combination. Sometimes you require external help from, let's say, a um, an action replay or game genie or some such thing. But there are a surprising number of games with debug menus in them, and we're going to be taking a look at a couple of them, uh, starting with Super Smash Bros. Melee. And the one for Super Smash Bros. Melee is actually extremely powerful. It's possibly one of the most powerful uh, debug menus that I've ever seen. Uh, it is a actually a, a very powerful leftover development tool as it says on TCRF. Not, not only can you customize just about everything and mess with a ton of other fun stuff, but you can actually save your changes. This is pretty much something that they were using while actually developing uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee to try, try to tweak the characters and um, make everything nice and balanced and kind of make sense. But they didn't actually take it out of the game, is still accessible with a couple of action replay codes. Now you might be wondering what does this menu do? Well, it allows you to, to um, for one thing, create matchups of any sort that you might want to uh, get, including fighting as such characters as Master Hand, Crazy Hand, Giga Bowser, the Wireframes, and also Sandbag. Sandbag is actually available as a playable character in this menu. Uh, only thing is, the uh, the sandbag does not have an, an attack, does not have a grab, roll, sidestep, air dodge. If you try to do anything of, of that nature, the game will simply crash because it doesn't know what to do. But it is able to um, actually move, jump, and shield. 
which is kind of interesting. Um, Master Hand and Crazy Hand are a little um, strange in how they, uh, they stand, uh, since they never actually fly off when you hit them, they actually can't be defeated in, in uh, standard uh, fighting mode, so percentage-based damage. They can be defeated as expected in stamina mode, so at least there's that. And apparently the um, controller must be plugged into port 3 in order to control Master Hand. I, uh, let's see... Yes, and in order to control Crazy Hand, the controller needs to be plugged into port 4, as expected. Um, Giga Bowser is available as a playable character in that, in that list as well. And you can also scale your characters uh, anywhere from 0.1, which is, you know, extremely tiny, to, point, to uh, 5 times the size, which is, as you can imagine, gargantuan. You mix that with Giga Bowser and um, put that on the Final Destination platform. There's really not much room left. It is kind of silly. You can also change the character, the color of the characters. Uh, you can set the CPU type for the characters. There's all sorts of things. Um, I think you can also um, access a couple of stages that. Um, don't that aren't actually accessible through the game uh, such as a um, the Tet stage which is a ridiculously long stage with a rough shape and a coffee shop as a background and also some other things that maybe are available in the adventure mode but are not available uh, when playing normally. Now that's just a few examples of what the um, menu here can do, but um, I, if you are interested further, I will leave you to uh, look into that for yourself. Uh, Earthbound has a few debug menus, uh, at least three of them. Let's see, uh, let's uh, double check exactly how many here. Yes, there are three debug menus. There is one for boot up, there is one for in game, and there is one for battles. Um, and the boot up menu will, uh, let's see. That's not the boot up menu. What am I doing? Boot up menu. There. It's, a, it's available through a few Game Genie codes which allow you to um, do things such as turn the screen black for a second, bring up the talk menu, um, as well as... Um, Manipulate, view some maps, characters, attributes. Um, basically, it's it's more to view things and also to enable um, certain features in the actual game itself. As for the um, in-game menu, well, the problem is there is a slight problem with the uh, in-game debug menu, which is. Uh, available through the Apple menu in uh, the boot up debug menu. Menu, menu, menu. But um, they didn't actually um, translate the debug menus. And so you'll end up with a uh, menu that says things like P Tinsity, 
Textilstuti, Okinistity, Stimmy, Hendes, Sund, Ibnt, Idu, things like that. There's plenty of made up words there for your perusal. But um, the point is, it's actually a, a very powerful menu as far as uh, playing Earthbound is concerned. You can move to different areas. Uh, you can receive all sorts of items. Um, you can access a hint shop. There's a money editor, uh, sound tests, all sorts of things. So yeah, there's a lot to do in that menu. And then there is the battle debug menu, um, which apparently requires a patch. There's actually a patch here on um, TCRF. Um, and this one actually managed to stay hidden for 15 years. Some of these uh, debug functions go hidden for a long time. Um, and I haven't actually looked at what the battle menu does. But um, you can do things, from what I can see here, you can increase and decrease items, you can adjust the enemies, you can set your own um, battle arrangements, all sorts of neat things there. But there is one in particular that um, I particularly like, and that is SimCity for the Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, SimCity has a debug menu and it's um, available without any um, external codes. It is, however, not obvious to get. You actually have to end the game and then enter a, um, let's see, about 14 or so uh, button combo. No, 16. Uh, in controller 2, and then you get that hidden menu there. Uh, you can set things temporarily and then reset the console and uh, be able to play it with those settings for that session or you can actually save your settings to memory and so they'll be available throughout uh, further replays of the game. And what settings are those? Well you have a sound test which is nice but you also have things like turn off disasters, uh, turn off building costs, uh, Valve Max, which is your uh, residential, commercial, and industrial zones, are all going to be in extremely high demand. And also Water Reclaim. And Water Reclaim is kind of a neat feature because you actually get to bulldoze away the water. Which is something that you can do in SimCity 2. It's something you can do in SimCity 4. I don't think you can do it in 3. Um... But yeah, you get to bulldoze the water away. Now, if you do that, I do suggest leaving a little patch of water somewhere so that uh, when, you when you actually fill up the map and start getting landfills, you have somewhere to put those landfills. I think you get like four or five. Uh, so just so that you don't uh, fill up your rewards box with, um, with landfills. But yeah. Quite the interesting feature there. Uh, there are so many other debug menus that um, I would like to visit here, but there's only so much time available in this show. Um, well, we might have time for one more. Let's see. 
Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Well, that's for the prototype, actually. Actually, yeah, let's let's take a look at that. There are a lot of uh, prototype games that are listed on this site as well. Oh my goodness, that is a long menu. Yeah, I'm not going to have the time to actually uh, take a look at, the, at this. But it looks like all the menu items here are uh, named after people uh, who are on the... Um, on the Pokemon development team, which is kind of neat. So yeah, it's um, and all of a sudden there's things in German. That's bizarre. Anyway, there's plenty to see there, and I will let you um, see it by yourself if you are so interested. You are listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And that was Boss Battle by Chippy. That other song that I mentioned is probably going to be next week. Didn't have time for it this week, but next week. Anyway, 
Speaking of next week, we're going to have some reviews next week. And as the reviews that were supposed to be this week, but um, for various reasons ended up not happening, they will be happening. They will be happening. So, um, as always, I do thank you all for listening. And um, I didn't actually bring up... (laughs) Hang on. I am so well prepared, you wouldn't believe sometimes. No, that's not the thing. Where is the thing? Ah, okay. I got the thing. We got the thing. We got the thing. It's all fine. We got the thing. And here's the thing for you. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Gaming Next Month is powered by Game Informer, gameinformer.com. Segment music composed by Format, Manama Namiki, Noriki Kamikura, Simon Woodington, Sean Daly, Pink Projects, and Ensnare. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7 p.m. And at 8.30, anything goes with CKDU Surprise. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of the show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-M, or just search for Square Wave Symphony, Square Wave is one word, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or TuneIn Radio or any podcast app of your choosing. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm cool here if you don't know. Now, see you guys next time. <laughs>